Welcome to Inside Yorkshire with Susan, bringing you intriguing details about the lives of people here in Yorkshire. So, come on in and join us. Hello, this is Susan here from Inside Yorkshire, and today I'm sitting with Andy Swinscoe in the Courtyard Dairy, um, which he runs with his wife, Cathy. Yes. Yeah. Um, you've been here for a while, I understand, but the business has taken off tremendously and you've won a lot of awards. I know you champion uh, small independent farmers, but you've had you've a lot of history in the cheesemaking industry yourself, a lot of knowledge, haven't you? Yes, yeah, we've worked a long, long time in cheese before we set up here, and um, I think that, that really helped us grow and... and also helped us understand the industry and understand what people wanted. So that's one of the reasons I think we've done so well is that, you know, we spent an awful long time working in cheese before we set up. Right. Can you give me a little bit of the background when you when you first yeah. started? So, I mean, well, I, I first got interested in cheese many years ago. I worked up in uh, fine dining in Mitchell style restaurants up in Scotland for many years. And in those days, well, when I went to catering college, you know, Britain did like five different types of block cheddar and really... Uh, Stilton and that was it. And in those days, when you went, went fine dining, if you ordered a cheese ball, you'd have cheddar and Stilton from Britain and everything else was French. And that really interests me because a, a lot of the other produce, a brilliant, brilliant British produce, was coming from locally and from and farming. And we have the ability to make cheese, we have the ability to dairy. And so I really was interested in the fact that actually to source good cheese from Britain, proper cheese, was really difficult. And so we... Um, I just investigated that a little bit more and then my chef said, well, why don't you go and speak to our French supplier? And I did. And that was it, really. I went abroad and did an apprenticeship in cheese maturing in France. And that was it, really. That was the start of my career. And then, yeah, it went on from there. And eventually we ended up setting it by ourselves about five or six years later in, in 2012 in the Courtyard Dairy, as we know it today, really. So... Initially, though, I understand it was a much smaller setup. You're, you've got you're now in the old was this the old Falcon. This was a Falcon Centre, yeah, and we took this over and converted that about 14, 15 months ago. And initially, we were a very small shop. So after working for in France, I did a lot of time in the South West, in Bath, and then in London, all in cheese, and all working with just small scale farm cheese. That's that's raw milk cheese, like made by individual producers, and then we. Um, we wanted to come back north, my wife and I, really. We're from this area and, you know, we were starting a family, a young family, and we thought we wanted to be close to our family. And so we set up from scratch, but we didn't have much. We just wanted to concentrate on what we knew really well and what we believed in, which was this small-scale handmade cheese. So we set up a very small shop. It was, you know, it was a, the initial shop was the size of most people's kitchens. It was just my wife and I, and we had, like, 30 cheeses that we knew inside and out that we thought were absolutely fantastic, uh, the best of what you could get. And that's how we set up really in this tiny little shop because it was very little overheads, very short lease. And it was just, a, you know, we set up from scratch. You know, it's people look at us now and we have a, a nice, well, we have a reasonable sized business. But, you know, that was, you know, we set up just husband and wife team for two years. It was just two of us standing behind a table effectively selling cheese. So, it's, um, so what what year was that then? That was about 2012. So, yes. Yeah, so right. And... Just, End of that. Yes. Yeah. And then you won, you won some awards. That was quite quick, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, well, because we'd had this big history of working in cheese, we entered a few awards and, and we stayed very true to our ideals. I think that one of the, the, the difficulties, especially in the early days of any business, is you have brilliant ideas and it's difficult to stick to them when you're quiet and when you're not doing so well. And, and that was one thing we, we did. And I think that in the long term, that built a stronger business. Um, but because we stuck to those ideals, even though we, we struggled financially for a little while, it meant that 
we what we did we we championed these small producers and and small rural farms which was quite rare and had a great knowledge we'd visited every cheese meat producer we worked with we knew them inside and out we'd worked in cheese a long time which meant we had this reputation whereas if you were serious about cheese and you love cheese if you went into us you get to taste loads and you'd be introduced to new things you'd never heard of and and that reputation slowly spread you know it took a long time to find the right customers and the people who are really interested in that style of cheese and um, but it spread and then we started to convert more people locally and as part of that spreading people find out about you and um, that helped us win a few awards yeah, in the early days which kind of helped catapult the business a bit further so I, I read that you you won the was only just a year was it after you started you won um in the World Cheese Awards, Cheesemonger of the Year. Yeah, yeah. So that was. Um, <laughs> so that, that was, was fairly quick. Yeah, that was fairly quick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, that that the yeah, I won that, which was fantastic, and it was a brilliant award, and and, and the Guild of Fine Food was a brilliant supporter of that and supporter of us, and I think, um, yeah, it was it was a brilliant award to win. It, it was a whole competition of cutting and blind tastings and general knowledge quizzes and then presenting a cheese and, and a counter and a cheese and wine match, and that got us a lot of national press, which. You know, for, for people who hadn't heard of us or hadn't popped in locally, I thought, oh, well, I'll go and, I'll go and check that check that, um, <laughs> check that out. And it was, yeah, that really helped. That would have helped. And this year, I think, um, the Countryside Alliance Rural Oscars. Yeah, that's, what, yeah. What, so what was that? They, they, they just do general, so a lot of, some we won awards for specific cheese, you know, within the cheese industry, but the, the ones that are really nice as well are those that are, outside the cheese industry that cover food in general and um and that's one of them like the BBC Food and Farming Awards was another one but the Countryside Alliance one was they're looking for businesses which support rural enterprise and support rural communities and and as well as to hopefully doing a good job and that was a, a nice little award to win that for the northwest mm. so the um the other awards uh Cheesemonger of the Year um Farm Shop and Deli Awards I understand do you want to can you sort of run me through which you know the I mean we've won an awful lot of awards. <laughs> yeah so it, like the initial ones were like the best new cheese shop and the British Cheese Awards and then and the World Cheese Awards and then the Farm Shop and Deli Awards which is specific obviously focused it's an industry one and um, we won that a couple of times for Cheese Monger of the Year in, in various other years like in, early on and then I think last year or the year before and then the BBC Food and Farming Awards was in the middle of them which was a fabulous award that was um, just for best independent Food retailer, we didn't win that. We came one up, but that was an amazing thing to get through to, because that's every single food shop in the UK. So that's that's not just cheese. So that was a brilliant one. And then um, yeah, the Countryside Alliance last year. So yeah, so we've yeah we've done quite a few. And then and then also a lot of the, the newspapers have picked us up along the way and listed us as one of their best cheese shops in the UK or in the world. So it, you know, but I think that it stems down to the fact I like winning awards, but they're not. They're it's not, not the be-all and end-all, no, is what it? I like, what I like doing is I like selling cheese. And I love selling cheese and I love championing small farmhouse cheesemakers. And that's why we win awards. We win awards because of the fact that I, I, I love what I do, you know, and mm. I love I love the product that I sell. I love it from the farm where we buy it from to the where we age it here to the people we sell it to. And I think that that is what I love doing and that's that effectively is why you win awards, you know, because... So that's the it, ethos, really, yeah, that it, the it, business is based on, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. So I think, and that's that, that's that's what's important to me and I think that, you know, it's um, it's always nice to get recognition for that but uh, the day-to-day, I always say that I, one of the most enjoyable things, it's not that enjoyable, I'll be honest, I'm a Yorkshireman, but it's, it's paying your bills. <laughs> but, you know, because I don't mind paying my bills because every single one of the bills that I pay is an individual family making traditionally on their farm. 
you know, and I think that actually paying their money is a good thing. And the more I can pay them, the better, because it's, I've sold more of their product. It's supporting the rural economy, yeah, exactly. isn't it? And we work with farms that have 20 acres and they, they employ four people. Now, most farms are large-scale industrial farms nowadays, and they're employing two or three people for 300 acres. And, you know, the, the contribution of, of cheesemaking and, and uh, low-input, low-output farming and sustainable farming that it has just contributes so many jobs to rural economies, but also makes a quality product. And I think that that's, it's not just about the cheese for me, it's about jobs in rural economies and, and making a product that's an expression of where it, it belongs. You know, I think that all kind of ties together very nicely. You know, so. And the, the toast of the cheese uh, is well, impacted by the, um, the production method, isn't it? Yeah, well... And they, it can change, I understand, from... Yeah. Time to time, because of the of what they're being fed. I mean, this year has been difficult, hasn't it? Yeah, this year has been difficult for a lot of farms because of the really hot weather. It's just been it's been a difficult couple of years for farmers actually. And uh, it's when you talk to people about business, uh, farmers are just so at mercy from the elements. They don't a lot of them don't know the price of their products until they take it to the auction. They also like like this year, a lot of them are using their winter feed already because mm-hmm. because the weather's been so terrible. And um, yeah, all those things impact on farming. And one of the brilliant things about cheese making is you can start to remove some of the economic impacts. Yes, a lot of our cheese makers are down in yield of milk, and it's going to be a difficult winter for them because of the low. They haven't they haven't got enough silage and hay cut for the winter yet. But in terms of the price of the product they're selling, it's static because they sell to independents like me. You know, they're not they're not at mercy of the auction market prices or the supermarket prices. So that's quite nice. But um, as you're saying, yeah, it really, one of the things I love about proper farmhouse cheese is that it really is an expression of, of where it is made. Um, most cheeses are industrially made nowadays, and I'm all for commercial cheese, but that milk is from many different farms. It's then pasteurised and standardised with milk, fat and protein. Then the cheese making is very controlled with, with the use of certain bacteria to produce a standard flavour. And that's exactly what you want when you buy something like Cathedral City because it's very consistent day to day. But when you make cheese on one farm, it's very much more at mercy on what those animals are eating on that day, the breed of animals you've got, the cheese making procedures. Some of them actually use their own starter, their cultures that they produce themselves, which make that cheese of that one place. And I think that, you know, I wouldn't have a business if, if my cheeses didn't hopefully have a, a greater expression of taste and depth of flavour if they were just the same as mass produced cheeses. And I think that nature of farmhouse cheesing is brilliant in that regard and that's that's what that's what i'm trying to do sure and the um i'm sure it makes a big difference to the local families and local farmers that you're sourcing your product from yeah how how do you i mean when you first started here yeah how did did you um did you get recommendations from people well, or how I, did you build your contacts yeah well i've been working in cheese for a long time so that helped um so we we try and have a our ethos first is farmhouse and traditional and that's what we try and do. And then things like raw milk and then local. So we'd love to get everything from within within Yorkshire, you know, within the north. Um, but for us, we'd rather support a farm that's farming sustainably and traditionally with a, like low inputs and traditional breeds of cows and animals out at pasture than one that was two miles down the road that was farming industrially and buying in all the amazing soil that was imported. But if we can get it all to go together, all the better. Um, so initially, I had a lot of contacts from working in the cheese industry for quite a lot of time, so we knew that. But then... You find that when you get a good business, you have kind of a multiplier effect. So within, we have a lad who works for us, for example, who is, is leaving us to set up locally and milk his own sheep and make cheese. And that's fabulous. That's brilliant. You know, it, it's, and, and there's another farm down the road about 20 minutes, half an hour away from here, 
which when we started five years ago weren't making cheese and we are the biggest customer now and it kind of helps you know it helps having a, people on a doorstep who can encourage them and support them and so people come to you and they talk to you and I talk to spend a lot of time talking to the farming community and I spend an awful lot of time just going out and talking to people and a lot of them don't come to fruition but the ones that do you're there to support them through the process you know and we have a, a good reputation and there's not many people doing this style of cheese but I think people come to us now which is good um, I want farmers to come to me and very early on in the process if they want to make farmhouse raw milk cheese I think the more we can spot them earlier on the better cheese they will make in the long run um, yeah. yes definitely and um, I, I noticed not only that not only the um, selling of cheeses here yeah. you have a cheese shop which smells amazing when you walk <laughs> in <laughs> I'm hoping to sample some before I go home, actually. Yeah, I'm sure um, you can do that. But also you have a, a cheese museum here, which yeah. is fascinating, giving you the history. Yeah, I think I think my opinion is that people are so disconnected from their produce and where things are from and where, uh, how product is made. And we wanted to kind of not just sell cheese, but actually to tell the story of, of the history of cheese in this area, which has a wealth of history, and but also how cheese is made and the difference between farmhouse and, and, and industrially made and the difference in farming techniques which hopefully make it for a better cheese but also a more sustainable environmental impact on the small-scale farms. And we wanted to tell that story and get that across. So the museum isn't, isn't large, but it, it kind of is there very to be very specific on trying to get across that identity of where our produce comes from. I always say that I don't, I don't have a marketing budget. I don't really a lot into marketing but if you scratch away at where my product comes from you will get it there's no kind of there's no kind of glamour or me trying to cover anything up it is literally you go back one step and it's one man trying to farm sustainably trying to milk his animals there's no kind of i don't need marketing bump because the product tastes good and the story is brilliant you know there's no kind of there's no glamour there's no there's no covering anything up there's no me trying to jazz it up it is literally it's, it's as you see it. Yeah, it's, it's as, as you, you see, see it. it. It's you know? what it is, But yes. it's to get that across to people that, you know, words like, especially words like artisan and farmhouse, they're not protected. So, you know, anybody can put artisan on their menu or on their on their products, you know, and it's to try and say, well, actually, this is what you should be looking for if you yes. want to support this style of farming and yes. cheese making. And I understand then also that um, cheese making has been in your family for a while. Is it your great-grandma you were saying? Yeah, my great-grandma used to make cheese and all up her side of the family. I think in those days... Um, Every farm made cheese. You know, go back 200 years, every farm made cheese because if you couldn't, well, you couldn't drink milk-wise on, on that day, you had to preserve. And before refrigeration, we preserved it in, in England because we have a cool temperate climate by making cheese because in this climate, if you put it inside a thick stone-walled barn that we have in the, in the farming communities, it will stay cool and it can mature it through the summer. And you can, it means when the cows are out of pasture and you're making too much milk, you can make a product which will you will eat in the winter. And so, yeah, it was part of that. My family made cheese. And then we got we were lucky that everybody kept hold of my great-grandma's cheese-making notes on how to make cheese. And they're very interesting because it, it's a little snapshot into history because cheese has changed massively in 100 years. And so, yeah, so we have a... Yeah, I'm directly related to, to cheesemakers who are making on their farm with a small herd of cows. So that's quite nice to kind of tie the whole circle in. I noticed the description of the old description of Wensleydale cheese was yeah. that it was blue and creamy and spread. Yeah. From the notes downstairs. Well, I mean, we it, we talk. <laughs> you don't you, you don't, don't see expect, you don't expect that of no, Wensleydale. I, I, I mean, we, we have a long we're having a long chat about tradition because it's really interesting about tradition because Wensleydale, as we expect it nowadays, is to, because this is the region we're, we're working in, is a crumbly 
acidic, quite clean, fresh tasting cheese that's sold quite young. And if you give people Wensdale, that is what they expect. Now that is a, rel- a very recent cheese that's come about through changes in manufacturing procedures, changing in bacteria available to cheesemakers and changing in farming practices that are 50 years old. Wensdale, but if you give somebody, people a soft spreadable Wensdale or a blue Wensdale, as it would have been, people go, well, that's not Wensdale. Well, it's actually, traditionally, that's what it would have been like. That's know? what it would have been. In and the we went, I, I went and did an interview with a, a man who was 90 who made Wensdale cheese from when he was 14 to when he was 65. And he saw the changes from, he may started in a factory when he was 14 and saw Wensdale change from being, even then it wasn't blue, but it was a spreadable soft cheese to being this high dry acidic cheese that it is today. And that's in his lifetime as a head cheese maker for mm. 50 years he was cheese making. But you can still get Wensdale Blue, can't you? Yeah, it's a very different product, though. It's it's kind of a reinvention of, of using the name, if that makes sense. So it's not, it, it's a lovely cheese, but it's not how Wensdale Blue would have been. Not as it would have been, no. no. Um, well, it it's doesn't, more, it's not creamy, it doesn't smell. No, exactly. It's more of a, a blue harder. cheese mm. made in Wensdale rather than the historic Wensdale as it would have been, if that makes mm. sense. So. Interesting. Yes, yeah. And the, um, well, I'm just wondering, I know you also have a, a cafe here. Yep. Yeah. And uh, quite a few members of staff from starting off initially. Was yeah. it just you and your wife? Yeah, just a husband and wife team. Um, with and we set off. We set up with about three thousand pounds, which is, I mean, it's a sum of money, but it's not a large sum of money. And we set up renting a little shop, which we had a very short year, short rent lease because we, it was a bit of a risk setting up from scratch. And we now have a, we now own a large property which we moved to fourteen months ago, as I said, and we now employ sixteen members of staff. Um, but just because we've kind of stuck at it really and, and, and put all our effort into it really and, and all our time into it over five or six years, you know, so it's, um, and, and we haven't really taken a break, but that's <clears> as a result, we have now have a, a reasonable sized business, you know, we have you know, 16 members of staff, 12 of which are full time. So, you know, we, within the, within the town of Settle, we are, we are a large employer, you know, we're not massive, by, we're not employing thousands and hundreds of people, but we are, you know, within a rural community, that is a large employer, you know, and it's, and I think it's it's important, you know, it's to provide employment in these in areas like this and and contribute to community and, and economy because otherwise you rely on you know buying from elsewhere. I always say I want I'll spend all my money locally because then my money goes round in circles, you know. Mm. It's um, and that's the way that I want it really, and, and that's the only way shops like me will continue to exist. People always bemoan, oh, what happened to that and what happened to that is is you have to use shops like this, and 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 if you've got a good butchers and you've got a good fishmongers, I know they're a pain to use. But you have to use them, otherwise they won't be there in 10 years, and then you'll regret it. Devote a little bit of extra time to the yeah. shopping if you yeah, can. Exactly. Yeah, yes, definitely. Yeah. And I understand also that you you run workshops, cheese-making workshops yeah. here? So we have a little cheese-making room where we do like cheese-making workshops. We do ones for the public on, on like basic cheese-making courses, but we also do like advanced ones where we get cheese-makers in from all over the UK and world, and, and not necessarily run by me. They're more like forums type thing only very small so that's part of our business now as well part of the reason for moving here was the ability to, to be able to do things like that mm. and the i noticed from the one of the signs downstairs that most of the up and coming ones are sold out as per- yeah well, we keep them quite encouraging yeah, yeah we do about 10 people at a time so we keep them very narrow and, and just trying to give a real good focus for 10 people so they do sell out quite fast which is good yeah, mm. it's good people are interested in where the product comes from and people come from all about to come on the course you know it's they come from a large distance to come on the course, which is nice. 
And they can find on your website, then they can get the details. Yeah, all the details of the cheese making costs on there. Yeah, and and we also sell a, a fair bit of cheese online nowadays. But the bread and butter still is the shop. I think that's that's where people like to come into our shop and taste cheese. Yes. and get to hear the stories. And the the staff are quite well educated. I, I'm yeah. sure in actually yeah. explaining and yeah. uh, and telling people about the stories behind the cheeses. Yeah, we spend a lot of time on staff education and we also try and spend a lot of time visiting cheesemakers because I think the easiest way to train a member of staff is to take them to visit a cheesemaker. And I think that's one thing we try. Oh, you, so you go out to the cheesemakers yeah, on, exactly. the, on the farms? Yeah, the, let the, the staff spend the day there making cheese. I think it's good for them and it's good for us. So it's, um, yeah, it's, no, it, that's, it that's great. You no. know, I can tell them for hours where that cheese is made and who makes it and whatever, but if they've been there, met the man and made the cheese, I don't have to train them on that cheese ever again. No, and they've they've seen it, they know. And also they know what's involved, don't they? And they get an identity with that man and that farm and they see the value of the whole product and what they're selling is not just a product, it's actually, it's Graham, it's Graham makes that. That's Graham's cheese. Yeah, it's not just the name of the cheese, but I've met Graham and I've met his family and, you know, I want to sell his cheese, you know, so it's for them as well as me and I think that's Yes, sure. Now, can I just ask, this is a a personal question really, do you... um, not personal to you, but to me. Yes. Do you actually export cheese at all? We don't, no. I used to work for a firm which did export cheese, but um, we don't, know. It's just... Um, I know you've got a, mail order. We you do mail be- order and, and, and wholesale and, and retail. But it's it's another ball game to export cheese. I used to work for a firm many years ago which exported cheese, and it's it's a whole other level of, of, um, of stress. But, it's, but I always... And it's not something... I, I like the fact that British cheeses are being sold, exported. But when people ask me what uh, my ambition is, I would like to sell more cheese locally. You know, I want everybody in Settle to go, oh, we go there. It doesn't matter their walk of life. I know that the cheese that I do is, is a premium product, but it's not It's not out of the bounds. You can, if you want a treat for a cheese, for a meal, then it's not, you know, you can get a nice cheese board for 12, 14 quid, which will do three or four people. And I want everybody locally to actually support that style of farming and cheese making. That's my ambition. Is and we do have a lot of local support, but the more of that, the better, in my opinion. The more people buying within my region, that's what kind of I want. The reason I'm asking, if I just explain, is my son, who was born and brought up in Yorkshire, yeah. now lives out in Tasmania, uh-huh. and he's just been yearning for some che- yeah. <laughs> some English cheese out there, but um, no, it's but- impossible to actually. Send him any. Yeah, and Australia is a very difficult country mm. to export to. But it's really interesting. I mean, I've spent a long time working in the cheese industry. And Australia, and, and Tasmania in particular, are getting a lot better at making cheese. And it's starting to open up, which is really interesting how the industries are starting to develop in other countries. You know, mm. and, and Tasmania is one that has a good climate. And I think it there does. is some good cheese makers out there. And it, uh, yeah, it, it Maybe it just fun. needs to yeah. uh, taste some of the local so ones the local, there. Yeah, I think it's... It's improved a lot in the last five years and will continue mm. to, I think. Mm. No, that's good. Okay, so um, what's, what is the way forward then for you? What, what plans have you got? More of the same or More anything? of the same. No, I think, we, I think we made a big jump a year ago moving here. So it's kind of to kind of consolidate and, and make here run smoothly, do more courses, but also use the space that we have here to kind of tell the story of Farmhouse Cheese even more. We're keen to support Sam, who works for me, to set up his own farming business and kind of nurture it more along that. Route. And this is the this is the sheep, yeah, the sheep, the, the farm, sheep farm. And he's going to hopefully make cheese on our site, so it won't be it'll be a synergy business, so to speak. So not not our business, but he mm. will kind of work within our business and make cheese there and kind of support that. And and keen. So to, will it, he? You'll be selling his cheese. Yes, hopefully yes. it's good enough. You know, so it's, it's all about the taste. So it's um, 
um, and just kind of continue down along that route. It's not to get um, too big. We're not. We don't want to become some big behemoth of a business. Mm. You know, it's just kind of. But we would like to sell a bit more cheese. So yeah, so it's mm. it's concentrating on the quality, I yeah, guess, exactly. and the way you get the message out. Yeah, yeah. Yes, definitely, definitely. no, that's re- that's really good. Okay, well, um, I'd just like to say thank you very much, Andy. No. I'm looking forward to going down to the shop now. No, well, thank you for coming <laughs> to see us. I appreciate it. And, yeah. Yes. Oh, and if, if people, would you just like to give the name of, of the website? Yeah, well, it's the Courtyard Dairy. Nowadays, you can Google things like just that. Just Google it. Courtyard Dairy, yeah. And, um, yeah. and we also, if you are interested in cheese, aside from buying and things like that, we do an awful lot of educational stuff. If you click learn about cheese, it's got a whole lot of information on how to make cheese and why like some cheeses are red and how blue mold works and all types of things like that so it's a real information network out there as well so So very educational yeah yeah something we're keen on so okay right well thank you very much no thank you very much okay this is susan signing out from inside yorkshire